Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And on today's installment of the Ambitious Podcast, we are going to be talking about all about intuitive eating. Intuitive eating. I don't know if you've ever heard about this before, but I have been experimenting with this for the last couple of weeks and I am feeling so much better. You have no idea. So if you are stuck in this rut of binge eating, of dieting, the diet mentality, having all these foods that are off limits, like whatever your fucked upness is around what you're putting in your mouth, and I don't mean the big old juicy D. I'm talking about just food in general, okay? This podcast is for you. But before we start our ambitious podcast today, I want to remind everyone to go and head on over to kbmfc.com and check out all of the things that are coming down the pretty pink pipeline. So first and foremost, we are now making the hardcover book of Ambitious available to everybody in the world. So it doesn't matter where you live in the country or in the world, I will be able to ship a copy of the hardcover Ambitious book to you with it being signed and a personal private message as well. So head on over to kbmfc.com, pick up a copy of the hardcover Ambitious book, get a lot of them for your Christmas presents. If you're a sick fuck and you do Christmas, this is a great, great present for all of those other sick fucks that also do Christmas and the holidays, etc. And I don't know if you guys know, if you guys have been following me on my social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Katie Boyd Ambitious. You can also follow me and like the Katie Boyd Ambitious page on Facebook, and you will get all of the upcoming situations at hand as far as a book. We just came out with a gorgeous, ambitious lip gloss that was uh, a collaboration, a fab collab with Victoria Duke Beauty. And we have some really amazing things coming as far as the new year, new bitch box that is on presale right now on the KBMFC website. And we're also starting a new ambitious 28-day protocol on November 2nd. So Monday, November 2nd, we're starting a new 28-day fasting, keto, meditation, the whole nine yards, yoga protocol. Who the hell wants to go into 2020 feeling like a fucking busted can of biscuits? I don't know about you, but I certainly do not want to feel like that. And also go over to kbmc.com and check out all of our new exclusive swag, all the impetus swag. We have masks, we have headbands, we have amazing chill, just, I guess it's called athleisure wear. It's actually just like what I wear now. I don't even dress up anymore. It's really, it's a fucking sad situation over at my house. Um, but check out kbmc.com for everything ambitious. 
And uh, thank you to everyone has who has bought the Ambitious the book on Kindle e-reader and who has gone to Amazon and has given us a five star and written written review. I thank you from the bottom of my little black heart. Okay, so if you haven't noticed already, I'm slurring my speech because I am two glasses of Chateauneuf de Pop French wine in today because I'm intuitively eating. That means I'm also intuitively drinking. (laughs) Um, I have been so mean to myself lately, guys. I don't know if you guys have been feeling this too, but I have been so fucking mean to myself lately. I have been like, like, oh, you got to fast and you can't eat that. You can't have this. And I don't know if it's like, and tell me if you feel the same way. I don't know if you're feeling like this, but it's like a way to control anything because as we know, we're all enduring and experiencing, we're all in a global fucking pandemic still. And so many of my friends who are in the health um, and wellness fields, especially like nurses and doctors, have been telling me that, you know, okay, the second wave of COVID is coming and ba 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 ba. And I'm like shitting a purple Twinkie and I'm like, motherfucker, don't tell me this. So I've been feeling like some sort of way and I've been feeling like, oh my God, I just need to control something. I don't know if any of you guys are feeling like that too, but I just like want some kind of semblance of fucking control. <laughs> so what I've been doing is I've been controlling my fasting and I've been controlling my workouts and I've been controlling my eating, which isn't a good thing because if you guys haven't already read Ambitious the book or you have never really known me before you started listening to this, I came from a very, very, very fucked up background of disordered eating. Um, I was anorexic and bulimic for most of my adult years. Um, If you guys know, I've competed in pageants since a very, very, very young age. And I was always just obsessed with being perfect, having the perfect body, everything being perfect, no cellulite, all this shit. And now, you know, I'm I'm going on my 40th birthday in in February. And like, listen, y'all, that is just not... It's just not where it's at. I just want to feel healthy. Like my desire, my goals, my aspirations in life is just to feel high performance and healthy. But you guys, I'm still working on my shit. And just because I'm a leader and I'm a motivator doesn't mean I'm not still just working on my shit. So when I get triggered, when things feel super fucking out of control like they do right now, I always go back to the old ways and I always go back to controlling like what I eat and what I'm doing with my exercise and my fasting and stuff like that. Okay. That being said, I was having a really incredible conversation the last couple, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been having this ongoing conversation with my ambitious 365 lifestyle protocolers and my um, very close friend, sister, and online business manager, Kim Fox, and a couple other of my really close girlfriends who I just, you know, I take to heart everything that they say to me. And everyone has been feeling the same exact way. They're just like, Katie, everything is so fucking out of control right now. The only thing that we can really truly control right now is like our exercise and our food. Now, am I all for that? 110%. I am all about controlling what we can control right now. If you guys have been listening to the Ambitious Podcast for a while, you guys know that I am all about controlling only what we can control right now. But sometimes controlling only what we can control right at this minute means bringing up old disordered behavior patterns. And for me, it's my food and my exercise. So I have been like beating myself up. Like I'll be so honest with you. I'm so, so, so honest with all of you guys. And I hope that you appreciate this, but 
Like, for instance, like the last couple of months, you know, it's like apple season where we are. And I love apples, especially Honeycrisp apples. I like die for them. And I've been like just craving an apple. So I had ordered some apples online from Whole Foods and they were like the first round of apples I got in, they were like sexual. And I was just like having like I was making sweet, sweet monkey love to the fucking apples. And then I ordered like this. It's called um, Big Spoon Almond Butter. And it's like mixed with uh, candy ginger. And like you put a tablespoon of that almond butter with a fucking Honeycrisp apple. And let me tell you, the foodgasms that you have are like incredible. Okay. So I'm like eating this apple and being like, it's a fucking apple. I'm not eating Doritos. I'm not eating gorditas. I'm eating a motherfucking apple. And I'm like eating the apple and I'm like having like sex with it. And then I'm done with eating the apple and I'm just like, why did you eat that apple? There's too many carbs in this apple. Why are you eating this almond butter? It's not healthy. There's sugar in it, blah, 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 all this shit. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. I'm not doing this to myself. So I started really thinking and having this conversation with my protocolers, having this conversation with really close friends of mine about if they were feeling the same exact way. And everybody exponentially was like, yes, 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 yes. We feel the same exact way. So I'm like, I'm going to start adopting this way that I used to eat years ago, which is called intuitive eating. And it's like asking your body these like questions, like, what do I want to eat right now? What do I feel like eating right now? What feels good to me? What's going to make my body feel optimal right right now, et cetera. And I just do that. And let me tell you something, it is life-changing life-changing. So I wanted the Ambitious Podcast to be about intuitive eating, not only for you all, but for myself, because I always feel like if I'm feeling some sort of way, then pretty much everyone else out there is feeling some sort of way as well. So intuitively, if I'm feeling some sort of way, most likely all the people that listen to the Ambitious Podcast and follow the Ambitious Movement and are part of the Ambitious Movement are feeling the same exact way. So today I'm going to talk about uh, intuitive eating and I'm going to hopefully give you guys some really good tips and tricks for intuitive eating. So I'm going to give you 10 tips and tricks. Sorry, I'm just going through my notes right now so I don't sound like a fucking total blithering idiot since I've had two glasses of wine. (laughs) But it's intuitively drinking, so it's a good thing, right? Okay, so hear me out and bear with me when it comes to this intuitive eating because for a lot of you, this is going to be like, whoa, it's going to be like way out in left field. Like, what are you talking about, Katie? Okay, so the first part about intuitive eating is rejecting, number one is rejecting the diet mentality. So throw out the old diet books and magazine articles and blogs and pins and whatever the fuck you're doing that's like inspiration that mostly offer you the false hope of losing weight quickly, easily, and permanently. Get angry at diet culture that promotes weight loss and that the lies that have led you to feel as if you were a complete failure every time a new diet stopped working and you gained back all of the weight. If you allow even one small hope to linger that a new and better diet or food plan might be lurking around the corner, it will prevent you from being free to rediscover intuitive eating. So for me, like the ambitious 28-day protocol is very... And I love the protocol. It's helped 
thousands of women. I mean, in the first 28 days alone, women from all over the world have released up to 35 pounds in a month, okay? 35 pounds a month released. But it's very, very rigorous, right? So what I always tell people is like the first month that you go on a quote unquote meal plan, nutrition plan, some kind of a plan of action, you want to get rid of anything that causes inflammation. So obviously dairy and wheat and gluten and sugar and processed carbohydrates, right? And you want to get back to the basics. You want to get back to like fruit and beautiful protein that's grass-fed and grass-finished. If you love that, what we use is we um, get all of our meat from a company called Grassroots Co-op. If you're interested in getting your meat delivered from Grassroots Co-op, just DM me on Instagram at Katie Boyd Ambitious, and I will send you my discount code because that is the only meat that I eat. So I don't eat out much, especially right now. I just... I'm very snobby. I'm a really great cook. So if something's going to be amazing, it has to be like something I cannot cook to that point. So like Matt and I will go out for sushi a lot, um, for Asian food, because like I'm just really not great at cooking that. And I never want to fucking learn how to make sushi. Not because I don't think I can, because I don't trust myself because I'll end up getting food and giving myself food poisoning. But like, honestly, that's the only time that Matt and I go out to eat is when I really can't cook something or if we have like a special night planned. Other than that, all of the meat, the pork, the chicken, the beef, the lamb, etc., all come from Grassroots Co-op. And if you guys didn't know this, I was vegan for five years, so I didn't eat any meat and I was so sick. Now, am I against veganism? 100% no, but I'm an old blood type and old blood types are meant to be meat eaters. We were like the first paleolithic people. We were the first carnivorous people. We were meant to eat meat. So someone like me is not meant to be a vegan, even though I did it not for health reasons. I did it for spiritual reasons because... I just love animals so much. But now what I do is when I do eat meat, I make sure that the meat that I buy intuitively, and of course I know this for a fact, but I know that the animals had the best life they possibly could have had. And every time I eat, I pray over my meat and I bless it and I thank it for giving its life to nourish me. I'm very particular about the meat that I put in my body and how I eat it and how I consume it. So that's like... That's like first and foremost, like if you are going to really be intuitive about the way you eat, make sure that anything that you're putting in your body is high vibrational, that if you are eating meat, it had the best life possible. If you are having vegetables and fruits, which obviously I recommend, make sure that they're organic and non-GMO and, you know, eat obviously local and source the food from, you know, small farms. And it's funny because I'm going off on a tangent right now because I had, I had wine. But um, Corona, I had a garden when COVID first started. And let me tell you something. Every fucking time that I put a tomato in my mouth or a piece of lettuce in my mouth, I literally was like singing like hymns. Because if you know, if you're a gardener, if you've ever like grown something from start to finish in your life, you know how motherfucking hard that is and how much work and love goes into creating and growing those vegetables and those fruits. So I am like all about intuitive eating in that respect, right? But here's the deal, guys. We got to get rid of the idea, okay? We got to get rid of the idea that 
like what we're eating is a quote unquote diet. Like I said about Impetus 28, it's really at the end of the day, you're taking all the things out of your system that can cause inflammation, that can cause autoimmune disease, that can cause irritable bowel syndrome and any of these other, you know, issues that we have. And then what I desire from all of the girls that do my protocol is I want them to roll into a more intuitive style eating plan, which is the A365P, which is the 365-day protocol. And I want them to listen to their bodies. Like if they want to fast for 48 hours, motherfucker fast. If you're like, I'm hungry and I want to have breakfast, eat some goddamn breakfast. If you're like, oh, I want to eat six meals today, eat six meals. Like we are just all so obsessed with following these rules and regulations. And what I truly want to instill in everybody is to listen to their bodies, right? So if you're hungry and you say to yourself, am I hungry right now? Or am I just feeling stressed? Am I hungry, truly hungry right now? Or am I feeling sad? Am I hungry right now? Or am I feeling bored? And like 98% of the time, it's because you're feeling stressed, sad, depressed, anxious, bored, right? Or for a lot of my protocolers, they always say, well, it's dinner time and they're supposed to be on a 48-hour fast. It's dinner time and I just feel like let down or like left out of the the crew because all my family's eating and I'm not eating. Yeah, because it's a fucking, it's like what you do. It's like, oh, it's six o'clock, I eat dinner. And now you're not eating dinner and it's become this habit. And now you have to break yourself out of the old hypnotic rhythm of the habit of eating, you know? So being intuitive and rejecting the diet mentality. So creating this like lifestyle, which is what we do in the 365P protocol is this is just who I am. This is just how I eat now. This is just part of who I am as a human and listening to the subtle cues of your soul and asking yourself these questions. Am I really hungry right now? True hunger? Or am I just anxious, depressed, sad, overwhelmed, stressed, tired, right? And then number two is honor your hunger. Keep your body biologically fed with adequate energy and carbohydrates, protein, and fat. Otherwise, you can trigger a primal drive to overeat. Once you reach the moment of excessive hunger, all intentions of moderate conscious eating are fleeting and irrelevant. Learning to honor this first biological set, sustage for rebuilding trust in yourself and in your food. So when I say to myself, like, I'm not going to have any carbohydrates, even if it's an apple, even if it's a sweet potato, even if it's a cup of blueberries, I instantly trigger this part of my disordered eating from when I was younger to go into that like anorexic weird place and to starve myself and to beat myself up for quote unquote bad behavior. Like, no. No, 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 no. We need to understand that food is fuel and we're eating to live and we're not living to eat, right? And then number three is make peace with your food. This is really hard for a lot of people, myself included. Allow all foods in your diet and give yourself unconditional permission to eat whatever you want. Stop categorizing food as good or bad. No food has the power to make you healthy, just like no one food has the power to make you unhealthy. If you tell yourself you can't have or shouldn't have certain food, you will eventually feel deprived. This deprivation builds into uncontrollable cravings and overeating. When you finally give in, quote unquote, to that food, 
food, you're likely to overeat since you don't know when you'll be able to have it again. This overeating triggers guilt, which starts the cycle all over again. Deprivation or restriction, cravings and overeating, feelings of guilt, right? And remember, intuitive eating, there's been tons of studies on intuitive eating. There's over 100 research studies that have shown the benefits of intuitive eating. And the studies show that intuitive eating is associated with higher self-esteem, better body image, more satisfaction with life, optimism and well-being, proactive coping skills, lower body mass indexes, higher HDL cholesterol levels, which HDL is your good cholesterol, lower triglyceride levels, lower rates of emotional eating, and lower rates of disordered eating. So in Ambitious 28-Day Protocol, we go to a very therapeutic ketogenic style meal plan. So you can't have rice. You can't have bread. You can't have all this shit, right? You can't be drinking booze. But after that, after you get through your first 28 days and you start to realize like what makes you feel like shit when you eat it and what makes you feel optimal, then you can slowly start bringing back a little dessert some sweet potato, a little bit of rice, some wine, some alcohol. But when you're drinking and eating that shit all the time, you don't know what's making you feel bad. You don't know what's making you feel like a bag of smashed assholes. So you have to take that stuff out and then slowly reintroduce it so that you actually end up making peace with your food, right? If you have like a Um, if you're against any one food, you are setting yourself up for some serious disordered eating. Believe me. When I was a, when I was in the bodybuilder mentality, um, years and years ago, like fat was the enemy, right? So I would put like spray butter on my Ezekiel bread. God, I would not put any olive oil on my food. It was like dry chicken, egg whites, oatmeal with nothing in it. Like it was a set. I used to eat equal and Splenda and sweet and low and all that shit. Now, was I ripped? Yes. But I worked out three fucking hours a day and I starved myself and I did growth hormone and steroids. Of course I was fucking shredded, right? And now I eat fat, I eat some carbohydrates, I eat a little bit of everything and I try to really truly listen to my body. And that is the biggest thing with intuitive eating, right? Don't make any foods off limit because as soon as you make foods off limits, as soon as you say, oh, sorry, I don't eat sugar. Oh, sorry, I don't eat gluten. Oh, sorry, I don't eat carbs. You set, and I'm a huge proponent for therapeutic ketogenic meal plans. I'm a huge proponent for keto in general. I think it's the best way to eat out of everything. And I mean, there's lots of things that come into play with like blood type and different things like that. But I feel like, any kind of carbohydrates can really spike your insulin and it can create a, like a, a cascade of problems. But if you are really, truly, you know, living with uh, everything in moderation, like if I want to have a brownie, I'm going to have a fucking brownie. If I want to have two glasses of wine with dinner, I'm going to have two glasses of wine with dinner. I'm not going to do it to hide myself or hide something that I'm going through, a struggle or a, an anxiety or an overwhelm or a depressed like episode. I'm doing it because I'm consciously making that decision to do so. Does that make sense, guys? Now, number four, I want you to challenge the food police. Scream aloud no to thoughts in your head that declare you are good for eating minimal calories or bad because you ate a piece of chocolate cake. The food police monitor the unreasonable rules that diet culture has created. 
The police station is housed deep in your psyche, and its loudspeaker shouts negative barbs, hopeless phrases, and guilt-provoking indictments. Chasing the food police away is a critical step in returning to intuitive eating. Like, what happened in the good old days when you were, like, a little kid and you're just like, I want a brownie. I'm having a piece of cake. And it wasn't because you were having a bad fucking day or your boyfriend broke up with you. It's because you're just like, this is delicious and I'm, like, going to have this and I'm going to move on. We have to be more like children in that way. And we have to treat food as, like, a pleasure and not this, like, sick fucking drug that we use to numb us out and to make us feel some sort of way, especially right now, guys. Like I was saying to Matt today at dinner, I was like, I feel so fucking numb about so many different things that are happening in my life. And like a lot of the times the food and the alcohol is just a way for me to feel anything but numb. I don't know if you guys feel like this too. I hope, I I mean, I don't wish this on anyone, but I hope I'm not the only one that feels like this, but I know that I'm not because I get hundreds of text messages and hundreds of DMs and hundreds of emails that say that they feel the same exact way. So cut the shit with the food police and eat with what you want when you want. And I promise you when you don't when you take the limits off of food, it changes the game. Number 5, discover the satisfaction factor. The Japanese have the wisdom to keep pleasure as one of their goals of healthy living. In our compulsion to comply with diet culture, we often overlook one of the most basic gifts of existence, the pleasure and satisfaction that can be found in the eating experience. When you eat what you really want in an environment that is inviting, the pleasure you derive will be powerful force in helping you feel satisfied and content. By providing this experience for yourself, you will find that it takes just the right amount of food for you to decide that you've had enough. When you are eating a big bowl of pasta and you go out to dinner to the Italian restaurant and you are sad and you are anxious and you are overwhelmed and you're just there to numb the fuck out and you're not going into it with intention saying, I'm going to go to this Italian restaurant with my husband tonight and we are going to be like lady in the motherfucking tramp and we're going to be like slurp on one piece of spaghetti and have like a fucking food gasm together. That is what the problem is. You're going there to numb the fuck out. You're going there to escape something bigger than yourself. So if you really truly say, okay, tonight I'm going to go to this Italian restaurant. I'm going to have bread. I'm going to have wine. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to enjoy the company with whomever I'm sharing it with tonight. And you're going into it with intention and attention that changes the game. When you're going into a restaurant and you're like, I can't wait to be like fat fucking Larry and just fucking eat my face off so I don't have to feel the fucking crappy, shitty feelings that I'm feeling, that is what changes the game, guys, okay? So you have to get to a point in your life where you're like, okay, I'm good, I had enough, and you push the plate away, and you're satisfied, and you're happy. Number six, feel your fullness. In order to honor your fullness, you need to trust that you will give yourself the foods that you desire. Listen for the body signals that tell you that you are no longer hungry. Observe the signs that show that you are comfortably full. Pause in the middle of eating and ask yourself how the food tastes and what your current hunger level is. Because here's the deal. Most of the time when we're eating, especially when we're eating sugar or salt or carbohydrates or a mix of all of those things in one, the like the signal never gets to our brain that we're full. The hormones that have come in play, like ghrelin and leptin, they never talk to each other because we're just like, oh yeah. You're like fucking Chris Farley, like fucking lay off, I'm starving. Like you're just going and going and going 
and you're never giving yourself a break and saying to yourself, okay, how do I feel right now? Am I full? Do I feel satisfied? No, we just keep shoveling it down our fucking gullets and then we wonder why we feel sad and depressed and anxious and we feel like a failure and we beat ourselves up. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. And I'm not just saying this for you guys. I'm saying this for myself too. Number seven, cope with your emotions with kindness, with kindness. First, recognize that food restriction, both physically and mentally, can in and of itself trigger loss of control, which can feel like emotional eating. Find kind ways to comfort, nurture, distract, and resolve your issues. Anxiety, loneliness, boredom, and angers are emotions we all experience throughout our lives. Each of them have their own trigger, and each has its own appeasement. Food will not fix any of these feelings. Food may comfort for the short term. It may distract from the pain or even numb you out, but food will never solve the problem at hand. If anything, eating for an emotional hunger may only make you feel worse in the long run. You'll ultimately have to deal with the source of emotion. If you do my Ambitious 28-Day Protocol or have done my Ambitious 28-Day Protocol, you know that I have you do a meditation every day that is getting to the root of why you feel the way you feel and why those feelings make you overeat and emotionally eat and binge eat and numb out with food and alcohol, right? So once we get to that source of the emotion, like what is it that we're actually feeling that's making us want to eat this way? It changes the fucking game, y'all. It changes the fucking game, right? Huge, massive, 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 right? And the next one is movement. Feel the difference. Feel the difference. Forget militant exercise. Just get active and feel the difference. Shift your focus and how it feels to move your body rather than the calorie-burning effect of exercise. If you focus on how you feel from working out, such as energized, alive, and vibrant, it can make the difference between rolling out of bed for a brisk morning walk or hitting the snooze alarm. For years, I beat the fuck out of myself with exercise. And if you do my Ambitious 28-Day Protocol, you know, like, there is no weightlifting. It's just yoga for 28 days. And then when you move up to the 365, the Lifestyle Protocol, it's yoga and what we call primal movements. But you are not beating the shit out of your body every day. You're not. Because that, for me especially, and this is why I created the programs like this, it triggers, like, this old way of thinking. It really, 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 truly does. So, so just move to move. Because remember... Motion creates emotion, guys. If you're sitting stagnant all day and you're sitting on your butt cheeks all fucking day long, of course you're going to feel dull and uh, downtrodden and stressed out and anxious and depressed, right? And then number nine is stop fitting into a mold. Stop trying to fit into a mold. So when I was competing in pageants, I was a size zero, and I was like 125 pounds. I looked like a fucking Bratz doll. I just had this massive head and like these sad puppy dog tits that looked like like basset hound's ears or like tube socks with golf balls at the end or like empty toothpaste tubes. And I was shredded, but I was like starving to death and I was so fucking unhappy. And now I weigh 165 pounds. Some days 170, but uh, most days 165 pounds and I feel fucking amazing. 
I feel better now than I ever have in my life because I finally am at a place where I'm just like, this is just my happy place. I can eat. I can have wine. I don't feel like a baby beluga, but I don't have to keep up this like three hour a day in the gym, like mentality, weighing my food and doing all this fucking crazy shit to myself. Like that is not why God made us. That is not why the universe created us to just eat shit, sleep, fucking fuck, piss and like diet. No, fuck that. And then last but not least, and this is huge, honor your health. Make food choices that honor your health and taste buds while making you feel optimal and high performance. Remember that you don't have to eat perfectly to be healthy. You will not suddenly get a nutrient deficiency or become unhealthy from one snack, one meal, or one day of eating. It's what you consistently over time do that matters. Progress, not perfection, is what truly counts. So really, guys, like honor yourself as a human being having this, you know, amazing experience, right? You decided to come down here to live this life. Don't you want to wake up every day and feel optimal, healthy, happy, and most of all, ambitious? Because at the end of the day, no one is going to get up at your fucking funeral and like talk about how fucking shredded you were or like how cut your biceps were or how like you could crack a walnut with your ass cheek because they were so muscular. No one gives a fuck. They only care about how you lived and how you made them feel. Period, exclamation point, end of motherfucking story. So I hope that today's podcast helped you really think deeply about how you desire to take your health your happiness and your life to the next level by following a plan of action that obviously creates optimal health and wellness, but also gives you that grace, that grace that you deserve as a human being having this incredible experience on this three-dimensional earth plane. I hope this helped. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for showing up here week after week and being part of the ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday.